Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, guys. Before we do get stuck into this one, just a reminder that 7 p.m. tonight on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru, subscribe to the channel, and you'll be able to watch at 7 p.m. our very first episode of the off-season. Myself and Matty the Water Boy talking about all the questions that you discuss with your crew in the early hours of the morning at the pub. Our very first one, who is the best hooker ever not named Cameron Smith? A deep dive into all the hookers over the last 40 or 50 years. You're going to absolutely love it. It will only be available on YouTube. If you'd like to have a little sneak peek, we dropped about a 15-minute clip of it on the podcast earlier this morning. So go and have a listen, and then I'll see you there tonight at 7 p.m. on YouTube. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to do our quick rapid review of round two of the Rugby League World Cup and talk about what we have learnt throughout round two. Now, I'll be pretty honest with you straight off the top. I don't think we have taken a stack from round two. Uh, A pretty disappointing round of the Rugby League World Cup as we knew it was going to be. We spoke about this 10 days ago on the podcast, talking about that you could see in the matchups and everything. Uh, It wasn't going to be the most exciting round of the Rugby League World Cup. We knew that going in. There was a number of blowouts games and whatnot. There are a couple of highlights to take from it, uh, but as far as what we've learned, I'm really not sure if we've learned all that much uh, this week to be honest with you, especially when it comes to the teams uh, that could genuinely win this uh, World Cup. A couple of other games that were decent, but not many to be honest with you. There's probably two games uh, that I thought were interesting, but we'll get stuck into it. The Kangaroos 84-0 over Scotland. No big shocks there. Uh, the Kangaroos very, very dominant throughout this game. Obviously still not with their best 17. It, of course, was the Kangaroos debut for a number of players, including Nathan Cleary, who had an absolute cracker, uh, scored a try himself, a couple of tries here. He was fantastic. Uh, yeah, a good performance by the Kangaroos, but sort of what we anticipated. Uh, I thought Campbell Graham, he was pretty solid as well, scoring a couple of tries. I thought for Scotland, their best player was probably Alex Walker, their fullback. I thought he had a really solid game. Uh, Josh Adokar, obviously the star of the show, though. He was fantastic. 
fucking incredible. He scored three tries, got man of the match, and then came up with another one. Probably the highlight of the game. Matty Burton flicking the ball back infield between his legs to find Josh Adokar there. So uh, a pretty, you know, just one of those games. It is what it is. One of those games that if you stacked up a couple of same-game multis, hopefully you came home with a couple of winners there. Uh, 40 to nil at halftime, 84 nil at full-time. Credit to the Kangaroos. Uh, they never took... Uh, their foot off the gas. Yeah, they went all the way for the entire game. It's not very often you see a team go in, you know, 30 or 40 nil up at halftime and them actually score more points in the second half. You do tend to see it slow up a little bit. Uh, the opposite happened in this game. They scored 44 points in the second half. As the Kangaroos were expected to do, 15 tries. Nathan Cleary, he kicked 12 from 15, scored a try himself as well. I believe he finished this game with 28 points. The record on debut uh, is held by the great Andrew Johns, who scored 30 points on debut, I believe, maybe against Russia or someone. I'm not sure. Do your own research there who that was against or message random stats guy, one of the two. Uh, but yeah, look, the Kangaroos, a big win there as anticipated. Scotland, uh, they would have known that this pounding was coming. It is what it is. This is the Rugby League World Cup at times. Now, the next game, Fiji and Italy. I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised at this one. The markets were heavily in favour of Fiji. I thought they were a little bit too far unders. Uh, how wrong I was. Maybe they were fucking overs. Uh, I thought Italy had really put up a good fight here. They didn't. Uh, this was all Fiji. They were very impressive. I thought Kikau, he was sensational this game. Sivo, he came up with a couple of tries as well. Uh, yeah, a pretty poor performance from Italy, so hard to get a big read on the Fijian side. As I said, Kikau, uh, he scored I think two tries in the opening 25 minutes. Api Curacao, he's got a great little try as well. Really fast feet. Um, yeah, Kikau got under a high ball. He found C uh, so, yeah, look, it was just one of those games where uh, Fiji, they ran away with this one. Uh, Italy pretty disappointing. Their only try coming from Jake Mason in the 55th minute. He stacked up a fair few tries in this World Cup. That one was set up by Luke Polselli, uh, their winger. But, yeah, one of these games, uh, the Fijian boys, they scored 10 tries. They kicked 10 goals. Wakeham and Upi Curacao shared duties there. Uh, so good to see a perfect record there. But, yeah, Fiji, a big win in this one. I don't know how much we take out of this win for Fiji. I think that uh, people probably had them under Samoa and Tonga. I mean, their form so far, I think it's fair to say that they might be, as, at the moment, a tier above, but it is really hard to tell until these teams play each other, but I think Fiji will be more competitive when it comes to, you know, your Samoa, your Tongas, these sort of sides than what we probably anticipated. Disappointing for Italy, because I thought they were really good the week before, but 60-4 to to Fiji. An impressive victory there. Uh, then we had England take on France and 42 to 18 England's way in this one. Uh, they started off really strong, scored a couple of tries early. They then allowed the French side to get back into it. They scored two tries within about five or six minutes to get themselves back within about six points or so. I think 18 to 12 was the score at half time. Uh, a couple of changes for the English side. Snide came in. I haven't seen him play. He looks pretty handy. Uh, I thought that once again Victor Radley had a good game. Dong Young, he picked up a double in the second half. Uh, Luke Tom he picked up a nice try as well coming off Victor Radley. I think from memory, Radley got man of the match in this one. Uh, Thomas Burgess, he got Simbin at the back end of the game. Hopefully that doesn't cost him any games or anything. Hopefully he's available for England. Uh, I haven't heard any reports, so hopefully he is all good to go. I'm not sure who they play next week, England, uh, but this was what it was. They'll be a little bit disappointed with conceding 18 points, but I think it should be noted that in game one, they conceded you know one try. Isaac Tungo, he took an intercept in that game, so uh, 
not too much to look into there. And in this game, I think that France only really scored one try that they put together through hands and whatnot. All the other ones were intercepts or uh, or like rebounded kicks, or there was some, or I think there was a rebound kick and one from dummy half. So probably not a stack to read into, to be honest with you. I think England's defence has been pretty good, uh, but I think they'll be keen to uh, have some real tests when it comes to. Finals time, so is what it is there. Dom Young, he came up with a nice intercept, went the length from memory as well. Uh, yeah, look, it is what it is this game, as as a lot of these games are. England with a good win there, 42-18. Probably would have liked to have scored a few more points and probably concede a few less, uh, but I don't think it's anything to be worried about. I think England, they are shaping up pretty well in this World Cup. Uh, egg all over my face on that one. Uh, now came what I thought would probably be the blowout of the week. Uh, New Zealand, 68-6 to over Jamaica. You had Dylan Brown was ruled out of this one. So Joey Manu, he came in and played at 5'8". Chancellor Clockstart, he played fullback. Uh, and the star of the show, though, was Dallin Wateni Zelezniak. Uh, he came up with four tries and three tries in a 60-minute stint. So pretty bloody impressive. I think it was a 58-minute stint as well. Uh, so a bloody good knock from DWZ. He scored a hat-trick by the 18th minute. He scored his first try in the third minute, which was crazy because if you go back and watch this game, Jamaica went for a short kickoff to start. They won it. They got through their whole set. Then they forced uh, a repeat set. So I know it's only a short two-minute window or whatever, but for, for Jamaica to even complete that set and force a dropout when they kicked off, I thought that was a really good knock. Uh, look, New Zealand, they were strong. They did this one easy. They probably could have scored more than what they did. Uh, they only kicked eight from their 13 goals as well, so they left plenty of points out there. Uh, they're still going to get Husey back, Dill Brown, uh, a heap of guys to come back into this side and a heap of guys to go back into their more traditional positions as well. So a heap of improvement to come from New Zealand. Not much to read into this game. They're expected to win by a lot. They did win by a lot. I don't think they covered the line, but I think the line was like 82 or something, which was a little bit fucking crazy realistically. Uh, but for me, the highlight of the game, and it might sound a bit weird, but Jamaica, they scored to try in the 75th minute through Ben Jones Bishop, who I didn't realise, but apparently it was his 300th game of rugby league as well. So what a moment. The first ever try scored by Jamaica in the rugby in a rugby league World Cup. Sensational scene. The celebrations were great for him to do it in his 300th game. Ben Jones Bishop, uh, incredible stuff. So that's probably my highlight of the week, to be honest with you. As crazy as it sounds to see them score a try. It was a bit of an awkward thing. A kick sort of went into no man's land. They got a knock on. Uh, ben Jones Bishop got a shoe to it and then managed to dive on it. Uh, you got to take them when you can get them, and congratulations to Jamaica. Unreal stuff. I'm sure New Zealand, they'll be filthy to concede points, but I think there would have been a few of them that are even smiling there at that moment, which was great to see. But New Zealand is what it is, a big win. Uh, they'll be have their eyes on bigger and better things over the next few weeks. Now, the next game was the value game of the week for me. We said it on the podcast a few times. Lebanon were at $2.50, which was outrageous. They won this one 32-14. I was always very confident they were going to get the job done here. If you got on the 13 plus, you were looking at $6 redos, which was just crazy in my opinion. So I was stoked to get on that one. Uh, try scorers, Reese Robson, Kiraz, Brad Morkos, who we spoke about. He was our black book player to watch coming into this World Cup for Lebanon. Great to see him get a try. To be fair, he did miss a couple of tackles in this game, a couple of key tackles. So still plenty to work on there. But Morkos, you can see he's going to be a real star over the next few years. Our other black book fella, scored the next try for Lebanon as well. Eli El Zakim. He is from the Parramatta Eels. Got the New South Wales Cup Player of the Year last year from memory. Uh, he scored a nice little try as well off the back of a couple of offloads. And then Abbas Miski scored the last try. I thought Kiraz was really good in this one. Scored a try, obviously. And if you get an opportunity, go back and watch that one. A 
very impressive try for Lebanon there. I really like the look of him at fullback. I think over time, uh, he, he could get really good in that role. Mitch Moses was the best on the field, though. He had his paws over absolutely everything. Now, there was a 5'8 that played. I believe his name is Rajab. Uh, he is from the Canterbury Bulldogs. He's a 5'8", fullback, lock. He can just sort of do everything. I think he could be the next sort of Josh Reynolds over there at Canterbury as far as he is just a goer. He's a little bit unorthodox in what he does, but you just he's one of those guys you just want on your team. He can jump in at, as we said, fullback. He could jump in at 5'8". That's where he's played most of his footy. I also think you could chuck him at hooker. He'd be okay. I've seen him play 13. Uh, so there are a few options there, but a very, very impressive game from him. His first game for Lebanon, which was great to see. As far as the Irish side goes, um, they obviously had a big win against Jamaica. Might have been a little false sense of security. I know with the uh, betting odds, it certainly was. I couldn't believe they were as short as they were, about $1.50. Uh, look, they it wasn't their greatest game. Ireland, uh, they'll be good for the run. Sort of Luke Keary sort of running everything as you would anticipate. Uh, Lewis Senior scored two tries. Ed Chamberlain scored late as well off a scrum. Uh, so yeah, is what it is for Ireland. I fully anticipated uh, Lebanon to well and truly win this game. So it is what it is. We had a controversial sim binning just on halftime that was probably a little bit over the top. Uh, just a bit of pushing and shoving. No real punches thrown or anything. Referee decided to send one to the sim bin from each side. At least it was all square and even, but probably a bit of a controversial one. But not really uh, a big talking point there, to be perfectly honest with you. 20-4 to four at halftime to Lebanon. They went on to win this one 32-14. to 14. Okay. Yeah, our next game was Samoa and Italy. And Samoa have dominated the conversation uh, at the end of round one, obviously getting played off the park by England, 60-4. to four. Bounce back with a good win here, 72 points to four over Greece. Um, we'll start with Samoa first. Obviously, a big win as anticipated. This is more so what we expect from Samoa. I don't know whether to read into their back or whatever. I saw a few people say that. Uh, I mean, they are expected to win this game by this much. I don't know if it, uh, if it changes all that much to be honest with you. Hopefully it does. Hopefully they can take a heap of confidence out of a good win here, and I think they've got a reasonably easy game next week as well, and hopefully they can get a big W there as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm willing to say Samoa are back. I hope they are, because I really want to see them uh, give this World Cup a shake. Brian Toto, he was fantastic. Scored the first try. Didn't score again, but he ran for 380 metres in this game, and Oh, I hate to come back to it again, but this is what I'm talking about with Brian To'o. He's doing things that we haven't seen anyone do before. Yeah, he is sort of changing the wing position simply because he's doing it at such a higher level than anyone else he's ever has. He's going to set a completely new standard very soon, and we're all going to realize as time goes on. He was fantastic. Uh, you know, a, a guy's played well. Shinar Harris Tavita had a good game. I thought New Brown and his minutes was good. Timmy Laffey, I haven't seen him playing quite some time. He was impressive. Danny Levi, he got a double as well. Jerome Lewis. I had five tries. He had a good little knock. Royce Hunt scored a good try. Uh, Matty Fayguy that we've spoken about quite a bit. Fayguy, sorry, uh, from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. He is such a special talent. Uh, there, there should be every single club should be offering him a contract and trying to lure him away from the Dragons. I really do like him. So good win by Samoa. Hopefully they can get a big win next week as well. Can't remember who they play, but hopefully they can get a big W there and then they can come into the finals with a little bit of confidence and hopefully uh, bury some of the head noise that came from that England game. 
for Greece, uh, obviously played off the park by a much better side, a tough gig. They did score one try, which was sensational. Shock me, chip over the top from Billy Magulis that was regathered on the next play. Ilias chips over the top. Uh, the right centre catches it and finds him back on the inside. So one of the better sequence of plays of this entire World Cup. And Greece, they enjoyed that one as they should. Magulius, his kicking game is unbelievable. I really, really hope an NRL club snatches him up at some point. It's getting a bit strange how no one seemingly wants to touch Billy with a 10-foot pole. I've got no idea what's going on, but I think he's too good uh, not to be playing in the NRL. So a big win by uh, Samoa. It is what it is there. Uh, Disappointing for Greece, and hopefully Samoa, they can get some real momentum off the back of this. Uh, We then had Tonga, who took on Wales, 32-6. Tonga's way. Daniel Tupu coming up with three tries. Was probably unlucky not to score a fourth. And whilst it was 32-6, I think this could have quite easily been 50-6. Tonga were the better side. They just didn't take advantage of a lot of their opportunities. As I said, Tupu was unlucky uh, not to score. I think you had for Fafita and, L- and Lolahia. They were both held up at different points throughout the game. Then you had a couple of times, there was one where uh, Connie Harrell went through, sort of a two-on-one if he held it a little bit longer, through a pretty poor offload. It was a turnover. Lolahia went through on another occasion, turnover there. So if Tonga would have got it all right, this could have quite easily been a 50 or 60-point game for them. 32-6, uh, to 6, you will take it. They're still creating opportunities. They, they just didn't make them all count. A couple of good tries. Obviously, Fafita scored a nice try. Colin and Tungy ran a really nice line. Uh, just score his try. Tessie News showed how quick he can be. If you get an opportunity to Sifa Talakai, when he's converting Daniel Tupu's try from the sideline, absolutely nails it uh, from the edge there. Sifa Talakai, he can do it all. Um, so, yeah, Tonga, a really good performance. They still need to improve, in my opinion. They're still not at the level that I thought they would be at, but still got guys coming into this side, mostly Jason Tamalolo. Once he's back into this Tongan team, I think they will be a completely different side. 32 points to Six, not much to touch on with Wales. Uh, I thought their best player was Kyle Evans. He scored their try. He also came up with a couple of big shots on Sifatalakai. So credit to Kyle Evans, a really good game there, but not many other highlights. I think 32-6 to six, uh, probably complements Wales a little bit. I thought Tonga were by far and away the better side. I know that 32-6 to six says that, uh, but they should have scored more points than what they did. Credit to Wales, though. It was 16-6 to six at halftime, so they were hanging in the context. Daniel Tupu, though, he was man of the match in a very, very good performance there. There was a try they had taken off them as well where Kohler, uh, with his lightning speed, he sort of flicked the ball in from over the sideline. He's given a no try and I understand another one that um, Lola Hare could have scored. He had a few taken off him, unfortunately. Uh, but if you get an opportunity, go and watch that. It might be the best try that's, that, that wasn't scored at the World Cup. Sensational stuff. Our very last game was this morning. Papua New Guinea taking on the Cook Islands. PNG were pretty short favourites. This game was a little bit closer throughout it than what I thought it would be. It was 10-8 at half time, uh, but PNG in the second half, they really did show their class. Uh, obviously, tries to Reese Martin. If you get an opportunity, go and watch Kyle Labert, his pass to Reese Martin. I really do think there should be a spot in the NRL somewhere for Kyle Labert, to be honest with you. I think he could be a great little 14 somewhere. That's a few weeks in a row. They've obviously got, well, that's two weeks in a row. They've gone into their games, and on that right edge, there's been a spot defender last week. It was my boy, Isaiah Katoa. He put a he put Reese Martin one-on-one with him. He wasn't able 
able to handle him. And then they picked out Isan Masters in this game as well. Reese Martin runs a brilliant line. But Cole Labert, his running game, his passing game, everything he can do. He scored a try in the first half, set up that one in the second half. I'm a huge fan of Labert. I'd love to see him given a shot in the NRL somewhere. We then had tries to Ty Lockie Lamb, Justin O'Lamb. Some really good footy for those tries as well. Justin O'Lamb scored the last one at the end off a brilliant Alex Johnson pass and ball playing. And he also set up Lockie Lamb for the one before that. Lockie Lamb starting to score his fair whack of tries uh, in the World Cups over the last few years or in games for PNG. Anyway, test match footy, very impressive. Um, so, yeah, good win by PNG. I thought Kyle Labert, he was probably my best on field. Reese Martin, not far behind. I also thought the hooker once again. And shout out to, I don't have your name, sorry, brother. I'm sure you will be listening. But shout out to the bloke that messaged me and made a really good point. You've obviously got the hooker, Ipape, I believe his name is. Um, he's obviously playing for PNG, absolutely killing it. I'm not sure what his story is, Edwin. Uh, but obviously you've got Shane Flanagan, who's assisting with the PNG side. I think he might even be coaching them or assistant coach or something along those lines. Uh, he's seemingly been linked to uh, an assistant coaching role at Manly next year. So might be an opportunity to grab him. They have got a few guides there in the squad that can play hooker. Obviously, Croker, Chico's there. A few other young guys as well, but might be a good opportunity for this kid to get a shot. So interesting times there. For the Cook Islands, um, look, they scored a couple of tries in the second half. They, they aren't really a fantastic team, in my opinion. They've got all these individuals that can do things. You obviously got Iro at fullback, very good. Anthony Gelling, the centre, he can just come up with absolutely anything. He scored a try that I probably thought he was lucky to get, uh, but it was a 50-51 for a knock-on or not. He also also just came up with a big line break later that led to a try. He's a real sort of X-factor X sort of player, uh, but can be a little bit inconsistent, but he is extremely talented. And then you've obviously got Stephen Masters, Takarangi, Isan Masters played halfback, as he as he always does for this side. Uh, and they did set up a couple of good plays and whatnot, but uh, yeah, they've just got a lot of individuals that are real wild cards in this team. They can either be your best or your worst player, high or low. Credit to them when they're playing for the Cook Islands, especially these Masters boys, they do tend to, t- tend to stand up. And I thought Takarangi, he was fantastic. Fantastic for them last week as well. Uh, so, yeah, disappointing for the Cook Islands to lose this one. But they were well and truly in it for a very, very long time. Uh, and, yeah, just got blown away in the second half. As I said, 10 points to 8 at half time, uh, which I thought was a pretty good knock by the Cook Islands. But, yeah, that rounds out round two, guys. I don't really know uh, if we've learnt all that much from this from World Cup round two, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not sure how much we'll get from round three either. We'll have a quick look at the draw for next week. Week. So 5.30am Saturday, the first game, we've got New Zealand taking on Ireland, so that one should be a bit of a blowout. We've then got Sunday, 12.30am, we've got England and Greece, that should also be a blowout. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
3 a.m. Sunday, Fiji, Scotland, probably will also be a blowout. Australia taking on Italy, uh, 5.30 a.m., probably also will be a blowout there, unfortunately. Then we got Lebanon taking on Jamaica, uh, 11 p.m. Sunday night, so you can catch a little a later one on Sunday night, but early compared to these other games. And then Tonga take on the Cook Islands, looking forward to that one. Monday at 1.30 a.m., Tonga versus the Cook Islands, that might be game of the week, pending the other games. Uh, Samoa and France, that'll be an interesting one, to be fair. France is at $13. I think they'll put up a really good fight against Samoa. I'm still going to back Samoa to win it, but I think they'll put up a good little fight, the French side. And then we've got PNG taking on Wales. Uh, I expect PNG to get the job done there by at least 20-odd points. So once again, as we know with these World Cups, it's not going to be the most exciting round of footy. You will see a fair whack of tries. It's great for your same-game multis. You're not getting much value there. They're making you work for it. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, but there will be a couple of shots at the stumps there for same game multis. Probably not the most entertaining round is again. I think round one will turn out to be the most entertaining round. Uh, but then we get into finals and that's when it really heats up. You get all the nations that are the real deal going head to head. Really, really looking forward to it. You start to see England, New Zealand, Australia, these sort of sides put out their absolute best 17s. Uh, and then you'll start to see your Samoas, your Tonga, backs against the wall, PNG, Fiji, these sort of sides, backs against the wall stuff, standing up against these bigger nations that will be short favourites. And I really hope they can all give it a shake. So really keen for the World Cup to continue round three. I think it'll be similar to round two, but then the finals are just around the corner and it's going to be super exciting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.